This is a Federal News Network podcast. As agencies roll out automation tools to cut the time employees spend on menial tasks like data entry, the Departments of Defense and Homeland Security are looking at using those same tools to improve their cybersecurity readiness. Officials from both agencies see AI tools as a force multiplier for their limited cyber workforces, but they also say the emerging tech raises just as many challenges as it does opportunities. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. When it comes to cybersecurity, agency personnel need to stay at least one step ahead of potential hackers. But with nation-state adversaries building smarter artificial intelligence tools that can look for vulnerabilities around the clock, officials with DHS and DOD say they've got to keep up with the latest AI breakthroughs. Martin Stanley is an AI and technical advisor for the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency, or CISA. Speaking on a recent panel with the Center for Public Policy Innovation, Stanley said DHS is looking at AI to augment the jobs of cyber analysts and help the agency get more bang for its buck. We're trying to make the most impact with the funding that we have. And, you know, I think today in a lot of spaces that are especially emerging, it's you're dropping the ocean. You know, we're, we're starting, but there's only so many networks we can support from a cybersecurity perspective. Well, if we get some capabilities that allow us to expand then we're going to be able to use our people in a different way. And so I think, you know, there's obviously federal government-wide efforts to, you know, train and do human capital stuff, you know, for the nation as well as in the government, and that's important. But I think as managers, you know, we, we really need to start looking at ways that we can transition folks into new positions and build these human-machine teams that allow the humans to do the thing that they're good at, which is to deal with the unpredictable very complex kinds of decisions and the one-offs and then the machines, you know, deal with the cases where, you know, they're, they're generalized and use folks for what they're good at. Compared to the private sector, agencies like DHS have a pretty limited R&D budget to pilot and implement AI tools. That means that the pilots DHS does decide to run have to be a pretty safe bet. Andre Hentz is the agency's acting deputy secretary for science and technology. He said DHS has found a pretty solid return on investment using AI to scan international packages for illicit drugs like fentanyl. Here, Hentz gives an overview of how AI has helped agents identify suspicious packages. They told us that we must be at international mail and express consignment facilities. But those things are moving so fast and there are bags inside of bags inside of bags. And so if we have enough of that very structured information. How can we use machine learning, automation, AI to begin to understand what is in that? How can I see non-obvious things that might avail themselves uh, to a detection of something? Aside from DHS, the intelligence community also has trouble keeping up with its workload. Ray Cook is the chief technology officer for the Central Intelligence Agency's Science and Technology Directorate. He said AI tools might help analysts get a better handle on the CIA's torrent of data. Data of all types, of all forms, of all languages um, come in at alarming rates, uh, alarming variety, at at an ever-increasing pace. And we have a finite workforce that has no chance whatsoever of keeping up with the pace, the, you know, the, the, the variety, velocity, and volume of that data without some automation aid. And it could be AIML. It might not be AIML, but, but something that allows us to deal in a mission-relevant time frame with low latency to either make a decision or to sort through 
or to inform subsequent action based on this, this massive sea of data. Some of the data is, is data that we have some degree of control over. How do you finesse that data in a way that enables humans to access it in a security-approved way? AI might help cyber personnel monitor for threats, but agencies still face challenges recruiting the next generation of talent in these areas. Colonel Jason Brown, director of the Strategic Service Group for the Air Force Chief of Staff, said the service is looking at ways to reskill airmen for the digital and emerging tech skills that remain in short supply. We believe that we cannot hire every coder that we need, we're going to have to grow them. And so we have several different initiatives that relate to fundamentally getting airmen in every single specialty there is into boot camps, into MOOCs, into various different things, because we know that every single squadron in the Air Force is going to have a requirement for digital talent. Members of Congress are also looking at ways to build a better pipeline for AI talent. Congressman Jerry McNerney is the co-chair of the House AI Caucus. In a keynote address, he said his AI in Government Act will help the U.S. stay ahead in the race to develop the best AI. But we need to move quickly because this technology is moving quickly. Our competitors are not waiting for us to get our act together. And they would like to take the things that we have and they would like to assume leadership and technical issues. And this is their pathway to do it. So there's a real urgency to do that. The bill tasks the General Services Administration with setting up an AI center for excellence. On that point, GSA has already taken an important step forward and recently struck a partnership with DOD's Joint AI Center. Another part of the bill would require the Office of Personal Management to stand up a new job series for AI positions and identify key skills needed for those roles. On that point, Brown said the Air Force is making progress toward identifying airmen with those AI skills. I don't think we'll have an AI specialty code as, as its own thing, but I, I know we'll have AI certifications, and those will mean something, and I think we'll have very specific positions and billets where we require someone to fill that who has that AI certification. We've done in the last six months in the Air Force is uh, software developers, so we have a core software development specialty. We have a duty software development specialty, and then we have basically a software development certification, so kind of different tiers. And I can absolutely imagine we're going to have an AI certification. When it comes to recruiting highly paid talent from the private sector, McNerney said government's unique mission makes the best selling point. These folks uh, that are talented across the country are very well paid, and so they're going to have to have a new pathway to bring these people in uh, to the federal government Uh, give them a mission uh, that they can uh, feel like they're going to actually accomplish some long-term goal that has an impact. I mean, you can motivate people uh, by money, but you can also motivate them by patriotism, by giving them a real mission that they think will accomplish something great uh, for this this nation. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.